Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. Hallelujah. I think last time that we were together, we had a wonderful session. Everybody was opening up and everybody was free, free to tell all. (laughs) But I believe it helped a lot of people. Even the people online was very helped and very uh, joyful because it helped them to see a lot of things as well as helping us. So we've been talking about prayer and we've been talking about um, the blockers um, in prayer when we go into God. So we want to make sure that we have no blockers that's blocking us from hearing what God has to say unto us. We went over unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is um, one thing that will block us. Um, from hearing God, we went over offense, and we know that offense will cause people um, to stumble, but woe be to the one that bring offense, according to Luke 17. So we want to make sure that we don't make anyone stumble by the lives that we're living, not according to the word of God. And we have the Holy Spirit to alert us, to show us if we're living contrary to the word of God. And I don't know about y'all, but being married, you will cause your spouse to stumble and he will cause you to stumble. So what we have to do is stay in prayer (laughs) so we won't be a stumbling block. Amen. We want the Lord to keep a fence around us, right? All around us every day. So it takes the word of God because you can... uh, deal with other people but when you got to deal with stuff at home that's a tough road isn't it but when you have the holy spirit he will help you to get through it at home so we're going to continue this teaching the last time i was asking these questions and that's what got us into everything we got into and we was doing past the mic let me hold that mic (laughs) the questions were the question was, why do people not go to the ones that they have uh, that have offended them? And I had listed a few things, so I'm going to give some scripture just on some of the things that I have listed. Number one that I put there was pride. Some people don't go to people that um, go to the ones that have offended them because a prideful person really don't want people to know that they were offended. Sometimes they, all the time, they want to be lifted up. They want people to see them as a person that don't have hurts or a person that's not easily offended um, because, you know, they don't want people to look at them in a low position. So the scripture that the Lord gave me to reference that dealing with pride and pride is a blocker when it comes to prayer, because if we think we know more than God, that means we don't want his help. So the Lord gave me this scripture. Um, Go with me to 2 Kings 5. 
And this is dealing with um, Naaman. Naaman was a leper. And Naaman wanted to be healed from his leprosy. So what um, Naaman found out through a servant girl that was his servant to his wife was about Elijah. She was telling him if he, you know, go to Elijah, he would be healed of his leprosy. Now in verse 9, it says, so Naaman came with his horses and his chariots and stopped at Elijah's door. Now Naaman was the captain of the host of an army. So he had... um a lot he won a lot of battles so people really looked up to Naaman so this is what happened when he went to Naaman look how he went he came with his horses and chariots so he was letting them know I'm an important man I'm a captain I'm a host of an army and he stopped at Elijah's door when he stopped at Elijah's door Elijah sent a messenger to him saying go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean but Naaman When Elijah told him what to do through a messenger, Naaman was angry. Now, why would Naaman get angry? He's coming to Elijah to be healed. And no matter what method Elijah used to bring this healing, he should have been humble enough to say yes, right? But Naaman was angry. That anger that he had, and he went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me. See, when when we're prideful, we want to be exalted. We want people to look up to us. So Naaman said, I thought he would come out to me. So he was angry because Elijah was not recognizing the man that he was. He was not recognizing that he was a captain, the host of a great army and how he won many battles. How dare you send somebody else in your place? You supposed to speak to me. That's what pride does. So a person that has pride, they will get angry when you don't look up to them. When you don't look up to them like they need to be looked up to. So then he um, said, stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leper. So he wanted it done his way. That's what pride does. Pride wanted done Um, their way if it's not done their way then I don't want it done at all it has to be done my way so what we have to understand I remember daddy had given a testimony um, one Sunday dealing with a a job when he was a over some people and he was um, telling this um, guy how he wanted things to be done and the guy was telling daddy no you know, we can do it this way. So daddy was coming back at the guy and letting him know, no, you're going to do it my way. But when daddy left, the Holy Spirit checked him and the Holy Spirit let him know, you know, if he want to do it this way, let him do it that way. Long as it's going to be done because he said this could get in more containers or whatever, turning them this way. So daddy had to humble himself, even though he was over the guy, he humbled himself. He let the guy do it and it worked. So this is what we have to understand. No matter what position we're in, we need to take the time to listen. Because if we're giving somebody instructions and they do follow our instructions, but as they go in and do the job and they find a, a simpler way to do it and it still get done, long as it get done, long as it don't go against the word of God, Long as they do it in humility, long as they do it not thinking that I can do it better than you, but they're doing it to work together because every joint in the body of Christ supplies. Amen. 
We're one in the body of Christ. So this is what Naaman did. He was upset. He was angry because it wasn't being done his way. That's what pride does. And this is what Naaman said. Are not Abana and Parpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. See, he wanted to wash in the rivers that was cleaner. He wanted to wash in, in something that he wanted to wash in, not what the man of God told him to wash in. So he was looking at the Jordan River as dirty. But how many know that God know all about us? God know what we need and when we need it. God knew it was some pride in Naaman. He knew that pride had to get out of Naaman before he can go forth and do what God was requiring him to do. And this is what God does with us. He know the things that block us from getting what he has already provided. So that's why we got to come to him in a a humbling state and say, God, you know better than I do. So God, show me what you want me to do and how you want me to do it. I humble myself before you. So that's what Naaman was doing. He he was angry, and then it said he went away in rage. So you know he was very prideful. How many of us have seen people that get in a rage because you're trying to tell them something, and they get such in a rage, they don't want to hear what you got to say. And his servant came near and said to him, My father, if the prophet had bid you to do some great thing, see, he was checking him, would you have not done it? How much rather than when he says to you, wash and be clean? Then he went. See, this is what I say. When we have a problem with a brother or sister, when we see a problem with a brother or sister that's stopping them from getting what God has already provided, then we need to check them. That's when rebuke come. If somebody go to Najina and they tell Najina, God has given you this word. And Najina be, be saying, I'm not going to do that. I'm using that for example. But then let's say Sister Niece come back to Najina and she begin to minister to Najina and say, Najina, if they told you something in a different way, would you have done it? So Najina began to humble herself. The thing is about humbling ourselves to get where God want us to be. It is not about us. Flesh want to rise up. Where where there is pride, flesh is going to rise up. You don't want nobody telling you nothing. You want to tell them just because somebody say, well, let me show you how to do it this way. Oh, you think you my mama? You think you can do it better than me? You th- I, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for the longest. Well, if you do it this way, I learned something new. Me and my husband would get into it with certain things because if I'm working one thing one way and he's showing me another way, I'm like, I know how to do it. And you don't really think that's pride. But it is because if somebody's showing you a simpler way to do something, just like I mentioned to y'all, we have something in the Accra where, and y'all probably have it in y'all cars where you can, um, just touch your signal a certain way and you don't have to put it all the way down, but it'll do what it need to do. So my husband said, just do it like this. I don't want to do it like that. I'd just rather do it like this. Well, why you, if the car got it in here, why don't you use it? Cause I don't want to. That's pride. So when I went into prayer with the Lord, the Lord, he, he checked me. The Holy Spirit checked me. And he said, just because you used to do it in a certain way, if there's an easier way to do it, why won't you do it? Because I don't want to. 
So see, that's pride. And sometimes pride is so sneaky that we don't even recognize it. Anybody that want to show you something different or a better way because they found a better way, why sit there and do it the way you always done it if it can be simpler? Just like we can use the computer. Some people are not used to a computer. So if they're used to taking papers out and putting stuff on papers and making spreadsheets and writing it down and you on the computer and you doing it quicker and faster and you say, well, let me show you another way. I ain't doing it that way. I've been doing it like this all my life. May take me five hours, may take you an hour, but I'm going to do it just like this. That's a stubborn person. That's a person full of pride. That's a person that feel like, I know. You don't have to tell me that computer break down, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> That's a prideful person. So we see what Naaman did. Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan. He had to be checked first. What if that servant did not check him, y'all? What if that servant just didn't say nothing and he went away and he kept that leprosy, but he didn't have to keep it. And it says, as the man of God has said, he went down and dipped seven times as Elijah has said, and his flesh was restored like that of a little child and he was clean. Sometime God will give us what we need through somebody else if we would just listen. Sometimes we wouldn't have to do things that we have always done and go through it if we would just listen to the messenger that God is sending us and letting us know you don't have to do it that way. As a married couple, I know me and my husband, I have a certain way, he have a certain way. But if I can make it easier for him, I will show him that way. If he can make it easier for me, he will show me that way. But if we're in a place of pride, we don't want to hear what nobody has to say because we think we know everything. Now, I'm going to add to this pride and show you something that God showed me today that is part of pride that I believe sometimes we miss it and don't realize that is there. Go with me to Galatians 5 verse 26. I'm reading out the Amplified. Galatians 5 verse 26. And it says, let us not become vainglorious and self-conceited, compete competitive and challenging and provoking and irritating to one another, envying and being jealous of one another. There's a part of pride that we don't see. Pride is the root, but there is vainglory in that. Vainglory means that we come so conceited it means to be excessively proud of oneself, pleased with oneself, self-loving, in love with oneself, self-admiring, self-regarding, self-centered. When you are operating in vainglory, it is so much about you. Now, this is the difference between pride and vainglory. Pride says, I want to be exalted. Vain, being vainglorious says, I want you to see what I have done. Pride want to exalt itself. It want to be above. But when it comes to vainglory being conceited, it means I want you to see what I have done. And an example is a person may be an A student and they always get an A's. So they know they're the top of the class. They know this for themselves. But when vainglory kick in, not only do I know this myself, I want everybody else to know. Put my name up there on the board and say I'm the one getting the A's. 
That's vainglory. I'm going to go a little bit deeper with that. Let me read this to you. It says, this is a story of a young man who grew up in a small town. Then he moved away to attend college and law school. He decided to come back to the small town because he could be a big man in this small town. Y'all get that? He lived in a small town. He went away to college. He got his, went to college, then he got his law degree. He decided to come back to the small town because he wanted to look big in that small town, right? So it says he really wanted to impress everyone. He opened his new law office, but business was rather slow at first. One day he saw a man coming up the sidewalk. He decided to make a big impression on this new client when he arrived. As the man came to the door, the lawyer picked up his phone. He motioned the man in all the while talking. No, absolutely not. You tell those clowns in New York that I won't settle this case for less than $1 million. Yes, the appeals court has agreed to hear the, the case next week. I'll be handling the primary argument, pr primary argument, and the other members of my team will provide su support. Okay, tell the DA that I'll meet with him next week to discuss the details. He said this all in front of this man that come in his office. Now listen at this. Finally, the lawyer put down the phone and turned to the man. He said, I'm sorry for the delay. What can I do for you? The man said, I'm the phone company. I came to hook up your phone. <laughs> do you see what the man was doing? He was trying to make an, that's vainglory. He was trying to, he was already in pride, but he wanted this man to be so impressed with him that he was acting like he was on the phone with somebody in New York and had a million dollar case. How many of us have done things for people to see what we're doing? Anything that we do, anything our hands find to do, we do it unto the Lord. A person that always talks about, brags about what they do, how they do it, when they do it, that's self-centeredness. That's about them. They want people to look up to them. That's, a, that's pride. They want to be exalted. But vainglory kick in when they're bragging about what they've done. They want to show people what they've done. They want to be seen based on what they had done. This is what this lawyer was doing. And these are the things that sometimes we don't recognize that we're doing. Because when we get so used to doing stuff, and we feel like we can do it better than somebody else. We want it our way. We don't want it, them to do it their way. No, I've been doing this like this for years. This is how I want this to be done. So that's a prideful person. But that person wants other people to know how they do it. This is how I do it. This is why I do it. Be careful with pride and vainglory. Another scripture in Proverbs twenty-five twenty-seven says, expand it, Bible. Proverbs 25, 27. It is not good to eat too much honey, nor does it bring you honor to brag about yourself and seek honor. Some people brag so much about themselves and they get so used to bragging about what they do, they look down on other people like they can't do what they do. That's not the way to do it because God always give another person a way for them to do the same thing that you're doing, it may be different, but it don't have to be like you're doing it. Everybody does things differently. But when we come together, 
We want to make sure we don't want to accord with what we do. It's not about us. It's all about him. We are one body. I may dress this way. Quisha may dress that way, but I don't look at how she dressed to make her feel like you supposed to look like me. I may wear my hair one way. She may wear her hair another way, but I don't make her feel like you would do better if you did it this way. You will look better if you did it this way. If she's comfortable in her own skin, why am I messing with her? Why am I trying to take her out of a place that she's not in? That may be me, but that's not her. So the more I keep bragging on what I do and how I do it and why I do it, and if she keep hanging around me, she's going to look like mini me. That shouldn't happen. See, that's a person that's vainglorious. That's a person that's conceited. That's a person where it's all about them. If you hang with me, you got to look a certain way to hang with me. If we're going to be together, this is how we got to look when we be together. You're off. See, me as being a pastor, some pastors may wear their collars and you know that they are pastor. They may walk around seven days a week in nice dress pants and nice shirts and they may talk a certain way. This child here, I put on, please, I put on me a pair of them, um, what you call them things? Capris or whatever you call them, workout pants, put my shirt over and go about my business, throw my mask on and I'm still who I am in him. But I'm not going to try to do like somebody else just so people will recognize, oh, you a pastor? See, some people want to be recognized. They want to be exalted. They want people to know who they are. Sometimes that is vainglory. That's being self-centered. That's making it about that person. Never make nobody feel like they're supposed to be like you. You don't do that. Because everybody has a way that they dress everybody have a way that they look now if they toe up you want to help them out don't get me wrong you want to help them out if they ask you you know what can i do with this or what can i do with that that means that they're looking up to you and they like the way that you're looking if if they're asking you but if they don't ask you don't go up in somebody's face and say look you need to, you need to try this right here you, you need to wear this right here I know I always would pick on Willie and my husband because everybody have a way of um, a style, right? Do y'all know if a person pick a style and they flaunt that style so long, we say it's the style. Have y'all noticed that? Help me somebody. We watch that style. We say that's gone out of style. That's back in style now. See, everybody has a style, and whoever you follow, you're going to follow their style. Michael Cord. That's the name. Everybody want Michael Cord. What's so good about Michael Cord? Everybody want Louis Vuitton. What's so good about Louis Vuitton? If you follow those people, you're going to want what they got. But if you get you a style, let's say somebody wraps something around their head, and it looks good wrapped around their head. Now somebody says, oh, that looked good. I need to try that. It might not fit your head. But you take those things and you use them because that's what you see. But God always give each individual person. When you sit down and you say, Lord, you know me. You know what looks good on me. You know what don't look good on me. Lord, help me to find what you would have for me to be in. Lord, help me to find what would look good on me. Every pair of jeans don't look good on everybody. Because they don't make them for everybody. So you cannot get a half cut off pair of jeans and think you're going to put them on your big behind. 
I'm just being honest. The bigger your butt get, and those jeans is like this right here. You trying to jack them up. You can't jack them up because it's too much in the back. They didn't make them for you. They made it for somebody flat. Y'all, I'm being honest. So quit trying to put yourself in a place you're not in. Or quit trying to put people in a place that they're not in. So if we stay before him and we seek him, we will be doing things according to him and not according to us. God wants all of us to look good, but everything don't look good on everybody. And you can be in being conceited because you're thinking this is the way it need to be. Let's look at Matthew 6, verse 1 through 7. I'm going to give you some more examples of being conceited and dealing with vainglory. Matthew 6, verse 1 through 7. I'm reading the Amplified Version. Take care not to do your good deeds publicly or before men in order to be seen by them. Otherwise, you will have no reward reserved for and awaiting you with and from your father who's in heaven. Listen what he says again. Take care not to do your good deeds publicly or before men. A person that's in vainglory, that's conceited, they want people to see what they do. And remember we said that's the definition of that. We want people to see what we do. And a prideful person want to be exalted. But when vainglory kick in, I don't only want to be exalted. I want you to see what I'm doing. I want you to see how I pray openly and in public. When you see ministers that begin to pray and they just begin to pray and they're praying and they're praying and everybody's saying, oh, I want that one to pray. They really know how to stir up the house. They really know how to pray. And that person feel like if I don't pray, the people ain't getting what they want because I know how to stir up the people. That's vain glory. So the reason why I'm bringing these things out is because we need to recognize these things. I remember I had went to a funeral. This was way years ago. And I'm not bragging or anything. No bragging. I'm just giving you an example. I had went to the funeral. And somebody had told me after the funeral, the prayer I did was just simple. It was just quick out. That was just it. And the person came up to me and said, that's when I felt the spirit. See, God knows your heart. You may say something so simple, but with the spirit behind it, that's what matters. It's not how long the prayer is. Some people pray long to be seen and to be heard because they want people to know that I know how to pray and I know the word. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people may pray long because that's just all the word coming out of them. But you got to know when to cut it off because some people get tired. And they forget everything you said and you think it's important. They be sitting like this right here. That's because some people want to be seen and heard. And the scriptures tell you, take care not to do your good deeds publicly or before men in order to be seen by them. We should not want to be seen by man. We should want God to be glorified. It's about him getting the glory. It's not about us. It's all about who? Him. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and who died for me. So I'm not looking to get glory from anyone. I'm looking for God to be glorified through what I do. If I'm looking for people to come to me and say, oh, you preach. Oh, you did that thing. Then I'm looking for glory for myself. But when I say it's not about me, it's all about him i'm here for him to be glorified through me 
So that's what a vainglorious person will do. Verse 2. Thus, whenever you give to the poor, do not blow a trumpet before you as, a, as the hypocrites in the synagogue and in the streets like they do, that they may be recognized and honored and praised by men. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward in full already. So when you give to the poor, if you talk about all the time, I always give to the poor. I always give to the poor. This is what I have given to the poor. Who's trying to be recognized? Who want the glory? Self, because you want people to know what you're doing. And then verse 3, but when you give to charity, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So that your deeds of charity may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And also when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by people. Truly I tell you they have their reward in full already. We talked about that dealing with prayer. They want people to um, see their, you know, the prayers but when you pray go in your private room and close the door pray to your father who's in secret and your father who's in secret will reward you openly and when you pray do not heap up phrases multiplied words repeating the same ones over and over as the gentiles do for they think they will be heard for much speaking that is a vain person that's trying to bring glory to themselves Anytime we're trying to bring glory to ourselves, God is not in it. This is why we need to be taught these things. So when we do things, we will be able to recognize it. Or when people do it, um, um, when we do it, we'll recognize it. And when people do it, we will still recognize it. So this is why we're being taught. So we will be able to know the difference. So we see the difference in pride. We see the difference in vainglory. Pride want to be exalted. Vainglory want to be seen. Vainglory want people to know what I have done. It is still in the pride family. And a prideful person will get angry at someone who's outdoing them. If that ain't your area and I'm doing it well in that area, why are you getting mad at me? Part of that is rejection too. See, we need to know what's behind what people are doing. We don't need to get mad at the people. We need to look behind the spirit that's controlling that person, that's causing that person to be like they are. We spend too much time fighting with flesh and blood. We spend too much time talking about what this one is doing, what this one ain't doing. We need to be in prayer and saying, God, show me how to reach that person. Show me what's behind that person that's doing what they do. You're getting taught on pride. You should be able to recognize pride. Where pride is, there will be a fall. And if you're dealing with a prideful person, you need to speak to that spirit of pride and say, I bind you right now in the name of Jesus. And I loose humility upon your life in Jesus name. That's how we handle these things. We don't keep fussing with a person and say, oh, you think you all this in a bag of chips. Nobody can't tell you nothing. You just stubborn. You just need to sit down and shut up in the name of Jesus. How can you reach a person like that? You can't. The more time we spend with him, the more time we get to know God, we will know how to approach a person and we will be approachable. We will not take offense every time somebody come to us and they just want to tell us something that they notice about us. We will sit, sit there, shut our mouth, and we will not say, well, what about you? You did the same thing. 
Who's speaking? Flesh. And that's part of that thing is pride too. Because that person want to be exalted. That person don't want nobody coming to them telling them what they do. But they want to come to you and belittle you so they can look high and lift it up. A prideful person don't want to bow. We go back to Mordecai. Remember Mordecai in the book of Esther and Haman? And how Haman, he wanted that vain glory. He was in pride. He wanted to get rid of the Jews. He hated the Jews. And he hated Mordecai because Mordecai said, I ain't bowing before you. You're not God. I ain't having no other God before me. So he said, because of what Mordecai did, I'm going further than Mordecai. I'm going to kill the Jews because Mordecai wouldn't bow. I'm going to wipe you all out. So he was angry. He was full of um, rage because they, he would not bow down to him. But who ended up dying? Haman. The same thing he used for the Jews got used on him. See, where pride is, there will be a fall. So when someone is trying to help you with something and they're coming to you in love, we need to learn how to humble ourselves and say, thank you for showing me that. I really do appreciate that. I remember times me and my husband would be talking and you get so in tone with what you're doing and how you're doing it. It's like I told y'all about that man that was deaf and me and my daughter Ariel was saying he don't supposed to be driving because he deaf he can't hear nobody blowing a horn my husband said I'm telling you man the, the, you can drive being deaf you cannot drive being deaf I was in pride you ain't gonna tell me that I don't even believe it so guess what my husband humbled himself didn't say nothing else I said how you know he can drive he said because he was working at Fort County he'd been working there for a while oh <laughs> who Fairway Ford, I worked with. See, he let me make a fool of myself for that long. He ain't said, you know why? Because I made up my mind. You can't tell me. Nobody gave that man no license. So I had to humble myself. Y'all flesh will rear up where flesh don't want to be humble. And that's because there's some pride in there. So we have to learn to admit it and quit it. And we have to learn to quit looking in people's faces and saying, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And you're raging on the inside. You're not dealing with what's causing you to rage. A person that has always been in charge of something, when you check them on something, they don't like to be checked because they feel like I have always done this and this is what's going to be done. But a person who know the Lord and walk in humility will take time to listen. So we talked about pride. We talked about vainglory. And we're going to talk about a little bit more dealing with these things so we won't have these blockers in our lives. And one thing that I have learned, too, about pride and vainglory, a person that's prideful, they want to do things right. They want to do it you know, the right, right way it need to be done. And if anybody tell them that's not how it need to be done, they're going to take offense. They're going to get angry. Then they want people to see what they're doing. Vain glory mean I want you to see what I am doing to show you I can't do it. We miss these things because when you don't know these things, you can miss them and you can think you're okay. Everybody needs some help every now and then, even me. Nobody is be above God. So everybody needs some help every now and then, just like the sound room. Unless God show me something specifically in the spirit to tell Athea, just like the Lord showed me these speakers specifically in the spirit, I was not in pride. 
I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and, and the person that knew more about equipment than me was telling me your speakers are blown. But through the help of the Holy Spirit, I wasn't in pride, but I wasn't going to let it go to pray to pay another $5,000 for speakers when the Holy Spirit was saying there's nothing wrong with the speaker. So I humbled myself in meekness and I went to the person. I said, could you please put it back like we had it? Because I believe that's what's wrong with the speakers. They did it. And we have speakers. So there's a difference when the Holy Spirit is telling you something. That's not being prideful. Some people don't know the difference between the spirit and the flesh. So if I come to you and the Lord is showing me something in your department, what you're doing, you need to humble yourself because I'm not going to come to you and try to take over nothing. I'm coming to you to save you some time to let you know this is what need to be done here. And this is how it need to be done. Because if the Lord show it to me, I have to show it to you. And if you can't humble yourself to hear what God wants you to hear, then if you're going to take it and do it and you're doing it with the wrong heart, the wrong motive, you ain't being rewarded for it, even though you're doing it. Sometimes you think you know, but you don't know. So you have to hear what the spirit has to say in that situation. God ascend. A lot of us to people say, don't make that move. Don't make that move. But some people that's in pride say, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, okay, thanks for telling me. But you already know you're going to do it. But God already telling you what not to do. That's a prideful person. People make up their mind and say, this is what I'm going to do outside of what you're telling me not to do. You better learn how to hear the spirit. God is trying to spare you from something. But when you don't hear because of pride, you're going to go through that thing because you don't listen. A prideful person is stubborn, rebellious, won't listen because they say, I know what I'm doing. Well, go ahead on and do it then because you've been warned. So let's be watchful. Let's watch as well as pray with the things that I have went over. Amen. Did anyone have anything tonight that they want to share dealing with pride and vainglory that has helped you on tonight? Anyone? That have helped you to see in a different way? Come on up, um, Pookie. Mine is more so like a confession. <laughs> I um, I listened into the um, the word tonight. I learning like me and my husband are in the trucking business, so a lot of things um, when you start from the beginning and you're you don't have much help, you have to learn things on your own. So I guess I say I take pride in my work and. Whenever I'm, I'm doing things and somebody try to tell me, no, that's not how you do it. I'm like, well, yeah, this is how you do it. I did it. I researched it. You know, I'm standing on what I know. And um, listening to tonight, I, you know, thinking, like, okay, so maybe, maybe I am a little prideful and um, need to listen more but when you're when you start from the bottom on something and you work really hard and and things are looking good and you know you can look back on the years from then to now and you see how much um things have changed and how the company has grown and stuff like that 
um, you think you're doing good, but if you listen, you probably could be in an even better there you you know, position. There you go. Sometimes it do takes time to listen, and you want to listen, but while you're listening, you want to ask the Holy Spirit, is it time for that at this time? You want to humble yourself to listen, but you still want to ask the Holy Spirit, is it time for change for that at this time? Is there anybody else that want to share? Dealing with pride or vainglory? Anyone want to share on vainglory, what you learned tonight on vainglory? I know somebody got something out of vainglory. I know I did. I hear you. Four County. When I used to work at Four County years ago. Um, we would frame poles to put them in the ground. What was that looking spec? But each um, structure had a different measurement had to go by. And we had this man there. He was there for, for years and years. And he had a tight attitude. You couldn't tell him nothing. So sometimes we wouldn't say nothing because he would bite your head off. So one day we was framing this pole on the ground. And I, I said, Roger, I don't know if he said his name, but I said, you know, I say, this is not how it go in a nice way. And I show him the spec book. So standing here humbling himself and say, you're right. He said, well, I've been doing this way for years. I'm going to keep on doing it. So I just left it alone, you know. But he has so much pride. I mean, he always thought people were always against him, but they were always trying to help him. But, but you know, he took it the wrong way. But you always said, watch how you approach him. He has so much pride. He was a hard worker and knew his stuff. But some things, he didn't want to listen. He's stuck in his old ways. Pride will think that people are against you when you want to exalt yourself so much because people coming to you, you'll say, oh, people against me because I do things better. People don't want um, people to see what I do, so they're trying to knock me down. That's what pride does. Is there anyone else that want to share something dealing with pride that they have learned? Nobody? Wow. Anybody online want to share something on vainglory or pride that you have learned tonight? I know all of us have learned something in, t- in here tonight, and it helps us to see ourselves. I know this teaching have helped me to see me, and I'm not ashamed. Have I been prideful? Yes. Have I been in vainglory? Yes, I have. But when the Holy Spirit checked me, I try not to stay in those same areas because it's not always my husband. It could be me. It's not always y'all. It could be me. So when anything happened in the church, the first thing I say, check me. Check me. What caused this person to be like they are? Is it because of me? Hello, yeah, what I got out of it, what I got out of it today was um, it brought, it made me think about Herod in the New Testament when he was um, giving that great speech and how we as leaders, you know, we preach and teach and things like that. But what he did was when he got up before the people, they began to praise him because he was a great speaker and he took God's glory, um, and what ended up happening to him was the Bible says that an angel smote him 
the worms ate him and he gave up the ghost because he didn't give God the glory. Amen. So like he was a, a speaker. And so we as leaders and speakers, speakers and teachers, we want to always give God the glory and not take it um, upon ourselves. And so that's what I got out of that. It just makes me continue to be cognizant of the fact that always give God glory in all that we do. Amen. Amen. Do we have anyone else before we close that want to share? Come on, Brother Willie. Come on down. Now, I just want to say that uh, when you was talking about um, the, the guy, the guy named, was named Naaman, mm-hmm. had the uh, leprosy. Went, yeah, had the leprosy and went to um, Elijah to get healed. Mm-hmm. He got upset, wanted Elijah to come outside to heal him, mm-hmm. because Elijah wouldn't heal him. He got upset and mm-hmm. left in a rage, and so um, when his uh, like you were saying, one of his um, uh, servants. Servant, yeah, was trying to, uh, when Naaman, uh, one of his servants, you know, talked to Naaman and was trying to, uh, were talk, you know, was talking, put some sense in his head. Right. And so when he did that, as you were saying, uh, Naaman ended up going back and uh, letting Elijah, I mean, uh, doing what Elijah said and he got dipping in the r- river of Jordan and got healed. So he was, he offered e- Elijah uh, some some uh, money or whatever, but mm-hmm. Elijah said, you know, he wouldn't take it. Right. And so, uh, one of Naaman's servant. Uh, you mean Elijah's servant? I meant one of yeah, one of, one of uh, Elijah's servant. Uh, when uh, when Naaman left town, went away uh, far distant, and then one of uh, Elijah's servant uh, went went behind him. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, told a story, you know, was saying that there was two men come to town and uh, needed some help. And so uh, asked, uh, asked. Um, Naaman? Yeah, Naaman said, would you give me uh, some silver and some clothes? Mm-hmm. And so the, uh, uh, Naaman gave it to him. And uh, so when he, uh, and plus he had like two more uh, servants there with him, had went down there with him. Mm-hmm. And so he told his servants to go back and hide it in the house. And so he went back to uh, Elijah, and then Elijah asked him. Well, I thought it was interesting, so I'm just sharing this. Uh, Elijah asked him, said, "Well, you know, where you been at?" And he said, "Well, I, I ain't been nowhere. I've been here the whole time." Mm-hmm. And so Elijah said, uh, "Said, didn't you know that my my spirit went with you? You know, when you left and went where you went at, and uh, told him that because he done that, that." Uh, he would get leprosy, and his whole descendant would get it. So, mm-hmm. so how how is that? What are you saying to, to us? I just thought it was just interesting, you know, for me just learning that that part about it. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. But it's the meaning out of this, yeah. Willie. So, uh, what are you telling all of us? Break it down. Well, one thing he, I mean, he he, he lied to the man of God. Okay, yes, and yeah, for one thing, and like you said. Uh, he was, he was, it was pride, you know, that okay. was leading all up to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Break it on down, Willie. Yep. Trying to, trying all to. All right. Do we have anything else? Julia, come on up. Everybody know Brother Willie. He said, I'm going to finish this for you. 
You gay part of it, I'm going to get a rest. much to say tonight um but I was just gonna go off of what you said and what Apostle Cross said um I don't know it's in me like I think that I can create anything like if I see something like it doesn't matter what it is like Quanta wearing a pair of jeans and she searched for those jeans she couldn't find them I said girl I can make you those jeans <laughs> and I made the jeans for her they turned out really nice too um, but I have to be careful in that, and I just recognizing that it's not you that's doing it. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit that's using you to do it. So, um, it is easy to take pride in what you do. You, you can get caught up in it, but I've always just learned to recognize and just thank God because I know that it's not Julia doing it. I didn't go to school for it or anything but it's the holy spirit me trusting the holy spirit that's in me to create these things amen amen that's a good point good point anyone else before we close okay i think we all good everybody done went in the silent realm so we're going to have the deacons to come up for our offerings and Najina is mighty quiet come on renee Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.